My name is Cody Spitzelberger. After recording for about 90 minutes, Geek Domination created an episode of the podcast with one goal, to talk about CW superhero shows. But that alone wasn't enough. We also had to talk about news, Destiny, Marvel, Mass Effect, and more. To do this, I had to talk to someone else. I had to talk to something else. Wait, what? What's up, guys? Ah! Welcome to the Domination Podcast. Ah! I'm sorry. We are your hosts. I'm Zane Coppage. That's you. And this is Cody Spitzelberger. That's me. Just the two of us today. Yeah, it's, okay. ju- it's a dual cast here. Double yeah. t- cu- the uh, split screen cast. Oh, That's what we call it now. Yeah. That's contextual. Today it is, is April 8th. 2017. I did it. You did it. I did it. Episode 96. We're super close to 100, Oh, man. Guys. 100 is it's coming real scary. up. So it's terrifying. Welcome to the cast if you're watching this live on Facebook. Thanks for watching. If you didn't know, you can watch all of our casts being recorded live on Facebook. The link is down below, and we usually record Friday, Saturday, Sunday, one of those days. Yep. Rarely Thursday, but that sometimes does occur. That sometimes happened, but... Schedules. Welcome. So, we got a little bit of news today. Yep, a little, little bit, bit of news. All the... gaming stuff, and then the topic yeah. is not gaming, because yeah. that's how well we plan shit. That's also just how our lives go. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Mostly so, games and then other stuff. Let's hop in with... Um, I know you never played so jack and Daxter. i always wanted to you always wanted to. so like with most of the great platformers because ps2 generally was known for its platformers so almost entirely your jack and daxters your sly Red, coopers your ratchet and clank ratchet and clank i mean even like the continuation of spyro which spyro was which was pretty good crash a lot of like crash was really they good were still solid and there was like a bunch of like spin-off random shit but they were yeah. like all solid platformers almost all of the time yep so so i gotta miss out on all that because my yeah. dad got an xbox Day it came out and then never looked back, kind of thing. That and makes me the saddest for you. Because no, because Xbox was great. Well, Xbox was great. OG Xbox was great, but was I did great. miss out on a lot of great beloved franchises that launched off PS2, like Jack and Daxter, which yes. is probably my favorite um, trilogy off of the PS2. But yeah. we got the confirmation this week that it will be coming to PS4 as yep. part of the. I'm pretty sure people were a little confused whether it's going to be as part of the PS2 Classics line. Or it's the actual HD collection Re- remaster thing on PS3. Yep. But it looks like it's the PS2 classics. They're going to yep. be up-res the... To HD quality, but still the lower bit quality. It's Which kind is... of a weird... It's just a polish, really. I'm fine with that. Me too. Hopefully it runs smoother that way yeah. rather than... And then they, they already said, like, oh, we're going to give it, like, all the works, you know, trophies, yep. share play, yep. all that kind of stuff. So that makes me super stoked. So it's going to be Jack 1, 2, 3. Yep. Um, and then they're actually doing Jack X, which is combat racing, which is actually like a ridiculously fun, like, yeah, almost like a mix between like Mario Kart and Twisted Metal. Yeah. And yep, it's that's crazy. It's pretty crazy. But it's a lot of fun. So I'm super stoked with yep. Crash coming back to the PS4 in a couple months. And then this, I'm going to yeah. be stoked on like my, my old school platform. Well, and then I just realized I'm also encountering the, uh, another great franchise right now with kingdom hearts that started on PS2. Like guys, Zane's playing kingdom hearts. I, too. I am. It finally it's came happening. out and I started. It's happening. And fuck Roxas. The Roxas <laughs> segment is terrible. Yeah. 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 It's just, okay. Just Every time I do it, 
I hate it a little more. Yeah. And, and I'm feel like it was bad the other night because I was already exhausted. And then I was like, eh, I need to touch Kingdom Hearts a little bit before I get to the weekend. Just right. so I can touch on it a little bit right here. And yeah, I just kept wiping on Axel and then having to, and the fact that it sets you back that like 15 minutes. It's a bad time. It just, it, so. it deflates you pretty quickly. So I'll, I'll eventually, one of these nights, I'll, I'll go in fresh. And yeah, just and just crush get, it. once once you get through the Axel Final Roxas, the rest is a breeze, right? And well, and then just the added abilities and you get once, once you, you open the game. Yeah, up and more. once you get into Sora, you're just like, lol. Yeah, <laughs> this game is fun now. Yeah, and that's what I'm waiting for. I I know it's coming, and being fully aware of it going into it makes it much more easy to take yeah. it. But that one night, I was just... you've seen like me do like stuff in Endgame. Well, like and the, just like the what is it the Org thirteen battles? Yeah, the and, data org and shit. But yeah, I don't want to so, spend too much time, but like this right. One of my favorite aspects of Kingdom Hearts 2 is just the combat progression yeah. from the beginning of the game to the end. You feel like it feels it's like a completely different game. Night and day. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. PS2. Yeah, Good PS2 games. is coming back. Jack and Daxter. Kingdom Hearts. Crash Bandicoot in a couple months. Excited. Love it. Yep. Which, that's PS1, but whatever. Semantics, semantics. They all came across on various versions. Next up, we got noobs slash <laughs> this is fucking speculation <laughs> slash... Whatever this is, that Pokemon Thanks, Go... Niantic. Pokemon Go might be getting raids, which apparently was actually in the initial launch trailer because yes. there was the scene of, like, a bunch of like people, fighting, people Mewtwo. fighting Mewtwo. Yeah. So that's kind of what people are insinuating, yeah. but, like, it's this, making the runs again. You that. remember when the announcement about partnership with, like, Starbucks and all that came up, too? Yes. There was heavy speculation on the raids around then, too, because they were like, oh, well, what if they pair raids into specific locations, like, say, these sponsored locations? I always knew that Mewtwo was a Caramel Macchiato kind of guy. <laughs> just, just a Caramel Macchiato away. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been yeah. making the, the rounds again. Um, also, in this I article... I think because we're coming up on the annual is why it's yeah. back up. And then, like, Pokemon Go has been, like, getting a lot of hype again with the, the recent water event. And the, Gen the, 2. The, and, yeah, and Gen the, 2. The Valentine's event with Love Pokemon or mm-hmm. Fairies, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just been, like, speculated again that they're hopefully going to be adding actual player versus player combat and yep. trading soon. So Yeah, which is all stuff they did confirm a few months back as coming. So that's all stuff that people are just like, okay, when? And yeah, like, which again, like all that was in the initial yep. launch trailer. Yep, and they were just afraid of like having it not work right and people exploiting it by being too far away, which I'm like, it's a trade network. Like really, like GTS is a thing in the games. Why wouldn't you just allow it to be online and trade um, over the world? Like any massively multiplayer online game that makes connections with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Especially when you have localized Pokemon that are isolated by your region. Like you have Mr. Mime in Europe, you have Farfetch'd in Asia, you have Heracross in South America. Like all these Pokemon are so isolated from each other. At a certain point, you're going to have to either illegally spoof by legal, I mean by the rules of the game, because there's no actual law against spoofing your location, but spoof your location to their country to trade there or just make it online and solve the problem yourself all right so. so that's hopefully coming but the raids sound intriguing i wonder i hope it gets more complex but it's totally gonna just be basic where it's like 50 no it's people literally just gonna be Pokemon. like 50 people fighting basically a gym yeah that's gonna be it yeah with one pokemon with an insanely high health bar yeah and, and it's just gonna be like everyone chipping away at it so yeah it 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 sounds interesting. The reward I'm, dispersal sounds complicated because it sounds like it might not necessarily give everybody that Pokemon, even if they participated, which, which would be bullshit. dumb. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. I know. And, and I know, like initially, like it was rumored that like a lot of the raid slash 
grand PVE content that Pokemon Go has to offer you was going to be kind of locked off by teams. Yeah. So I wonder how that will play into it too, because that's definitely a sure, possibility. Sure. Well, and I'm still waiting on like part of me hopes that they eventually like because this is the game that I sign on maybe once a month, maybe sometimes I, I uh, it. reinstalled it a couple weeks ago to catch a whooper during the water event and then uninstalled it again. Yep. Because champion, I just, I just needed a whooper in my life. Champion. But uh, oh I'm really hoping that eventually it gets to the point where, I, like, in the way that most MMOs have some sort of, like, clan system or team system that you separate from their version. That's what they need. That's yeah. what they really need. And that's what I'm hoping eventually comes out in the pike. But that'll That'd be, be really like, cool. another five years before we see that. So Yeah, like, every gen's going to be introduced. I mean, oh just let God. me be, you know, team Plasma or team Galactic or whatever. Just, like, actually put sure. the teams in there. I'd be down for that. Oh, man. Do it, Niantic. Dude. Also, since I wasn't on the Pokemon or the um, April Fools cast last week, I want to give a giant fuck you to Niantic for teasing Digimon Go because I would give all of my money for that. No, that's so true. We were talking about this and like real realistically, you know what? Fuck Niantic. Just whoever it was at Namco now or whatever Bandai Namco, I think that, that has. has Digimon. Yeah, it is. Just release a mobile Digimon game. I mean, like shit, like when Tamagotchi were all the rage, and then like that was the original were, Digimon. Yeah, was literally a Tamagotchi, but you fought. You yeah. could it link was them Tamagotchis, together, and they but fight. they were literally like the little Digivices. So, I need a Digivice, dude. I I found my old ass one from shit, Gen, from to, from season two. I had one. I had I had, I had the red and white one. I had the blue one. I think it was Kari's that was. The, no, Kari's no, was the. It was burgundy and red, white. It was. Uh, it was the, the other girl. The right? other girl who yeah. I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name, but she has the the little handkerchief. She's literally head. the only person I can't remember. Yeah, but she had a bird. Yoli. That's it. And she had a sweet a. bird. That's but, true. But yeah, because so. it's Davis Yoli Cody, which fuck Cody. He's yeah, a, he's a little whiny little bitch, like we all are. But he did. But he did fight with Kendo, and that was okay. That was pretty dope. And he had a submarine. <laughs> you're right. Money. You're right. <laughs> Let's move on because this was a sidetrack. Um, I know you've been going pretty hard to the wall on that. Pretty hard, mainly because I just want to get through it cleanly, understanding what's occurring, but also just clear it out at this point. It's a combination of those like three main points of just like okay, I'm excited, but I'm also just trying to finish it. But I'm also just trying to do it while also knowing what happens because there's a lot of games you can just skip through a lot of it and just finish the game be like all right i did it i get it yeah I'm finished. i have no idea what happened okay <laughs> so this is one that like you already know that you generally know the legacy even though you haven't touched it but mass effect has a long history mainly because the three titles that came before are also predicated on the fact that there was king or uh knights of the republic and Knights of the republic 2 that were huge massive successes and then the dragon age series which you did touch inquisition yes this has lots of elements of inquisition in terms of the ex- exploration levels um in terms okay of, that's pretty much ripped straight from uh, which i thought that was done really well in inquisition yeah, yeah my so biggest problem with inquisition was just you remember me like having like anxiety over like having to jump into this game and the fucking the like the history fucking... and the banner and everything and i was like this is way too much for my brain yep it so was this, it was scary. this has elements of that same issue okay but not nearly as baked in like for someone who's played the, the so what they did so i'll give you the nice little preface real, real quick like you, you already know between two and three is when this happens. Yes, we launch off into space and we just we're gone. Bye. We're like peace. Later, we're just gonna find a new galaxy. Well, bye. <laughs> uh, so we do that, and then it's from there. Like each character has some relation to the previous universe, but not in any way that really matters. Like for instance, your player character is always referencing the fact that he worked for the Alliance, and you're like, cool. So you have some military training, and that's that's the end of that conversation, really. But, but he constantly dick brings is it up. So big because he was oh. in the Alliance. Oh man, the biggest. Oh. 
But uh, there's a lot of that stuff. But it came on the game came under a lot of fire because when you referenced like your first game's animations, it has very similar animations. Oh, it's terrible. And you're terrible. talking about like 07 to 17. There's not much difference. I'll put a caveat in there. It did switch entire game engines. And like when like I think people like take for granted how hard it is to like remake an engine because like remember when you Un- or Assassin's Creed Unity came out. And it was graphically super unstable. Mm-hmm. But by the time they figured it out and got all the pieces in place and went great. forward from there, because then after Unity, Unity was um, uh, Syndicate. Yeah, what was the one where you were oh. a Templar? Rogue. Rogue. That that know, that was still in the old engine, though. Was it still? Yeah. That's right, because it was on old gen. Yeah, it was on old gen. But yeah, it was Unity and it was yeah. Syndicate. But yeah, like once Syndicate like it was smooth. Like it still had like the usual Assassin's Creed errors where sometimes you're running your feet just decided to spaz the fuck out. <laughs> just but, like lol. But in it, general, it got better. Yeah. And I I like remember like seeing like stuff like coming out after Unity came out and like they Ubisoft had pushed a patch mm-hmm. that like absolutely screwed with water lighting to the point where it was just it was, a, like, flickering it and was vanishing. It was strobing. It was bad. So like I can like appreciate people like being up in arms about like the facial animations are bad. Do or you remember? The animations aren't as good as good they should be, but it's like the engine is a brand new thing that they're messing it's with. It's frostbite. Like their only experience that EA or Bioware in particular has with this is they touched it lightly for Inquisition. They pretty right. much pulled that straight from the other EA companies and were like, okay, we're using your resources. And I remember even in, in Inquisition, the animations were not that great they around most characters. Like some characters were polished, but then others, especially NPCs. They don't really like do a lot of work on NPCs. Like, it's hard when you look at, like, so, like, look at Breath of the Wild, yeah. which came out, which, like, took, quote-unquote, a step back in graphics to, like, away from the realism. that Like, because, like, the, quote-unquote, most real Zelda game we had was probably Twilight. Twilight. So, like, when you take a step back there, like, it just gives more room for the the art design to this kind of shine. When you start going more towards, like, hyper-realistic, it gets scary. It does. Because, like... One of the games that I was gushing about the graphics and the animations of recently was Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. The graphics, phenomenal. Animations were great. There were a couple times where I'm just like, that's not how oh. a real face looks and moves. And that's that's kind of how it is here. Because, um, like, combat for me is extremely kinetic this time around. Like, the one main problem from the 2 and 3 and technically 1, 2 is mm-hmm. that it relied exclusively on being a cover shooter. Like, 1,000%, if you weren't in cover, you were just dead. Is it not that much anymore? Dude, I'm never in cover anymore. Good. Um, I mean... I, I drop into cover real quick, of course. Like, oh, I need to let my shield charge like, back up. The only real cover but... shooter I played was Division, and it was fun. But See, and I did quite a Division. few. I did I did Army of Two. I have done Killzone. I've done... Or not Killzone. Um, the other... Gears of War. Okay. Gears yeah. of War. Um, You know, I've, I've dropped into several cover shooters before, but this one, the way that they... They made it so that everything feels like you can just... Fuck it. I'm a powerhouse. I can just go. And while there is some elements of problems and frustrations when you're talking about the transition from, say, 2 and 3 to this, this stands on its own really well. And the only issue was... There was one character, and you've probably seen... you. I know you for a fact you've seen the screenshot of that one character. The sleepy face lady. Addison's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> every most, chance i get she's so sleepy she just wants a nap <laughs> no but she talks shit on you literally every seventh you do every success you make she has something negative to say about oh. it i'm just like i don't like you i flat out have said in the game like you have the option i'm just like no i'm not helping you like that's in funny. particular you i'm not helping that's hilarious so i've i've made it my point to hate on her as much as i can but 
Yeah, I looked at the comparison, and what they really did is like the problem was that a lot of like the the makeup that they naturally put on the game, um, was a little too bright. So and it's just a problem with facial lighting. There's a lot of it's just a lot of the the shaders built into the game's okay. face because the eyes looked a little dead. They kind of gave that like that almost like I remember Kevin Spacey's stuff from uh, uh, what was it? Infant no, Advanced Warfare when yeah. they were like pointing out the horse, almost like horse vision, where it's just like dead eyes. Yep. That a lot of that, and so what they did is they kind of toned back some of the the reflectiveness to make it look a little bit more real, where light is absorbed. Same with the face in general; it just was uh, like that. That fixed. I never know personally. I never had a problem with lip syncing. I know I saw videos of people who had problems with lip syncing. So lip syncing is hard. It is, especially and, when you're building a game for how many languages? Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> it's, I think it's fifteen. That's yeah. Like, uh, I'm sorry, but. This is an exploration game first and foremost, yeah. and a dialogue sim second. Like that—that's a part of it. It and absolutely is. And then a porn is. simulator, <laughs> dude. That's true. You can nail like four characters that aren't your main love interest before you get to your main love interest that you choose to have. So, of course, I'm trying that. Those were finger guns for those who can't see. I got one down. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's nothing really like freak out about. Like everyone else is like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And then like. I showed you the one thing. There are some bugs that are happening because these shaders have been updated. Some characters are flat out showing up as black silhouettes. Just because they're empty. Uh, some other characters I saw were just flat out like there and then gone. Like as you walked around corners and stuff. And of course, I'm, I'm exp- I experienced some small glitches. It's the kind of stuff where you walk around one corner and you keep going back and forth between that corner because walls in the distance are just flickering back and off, like away and gone, and then they're back, and then they're gone, and they're back, it's just as, depending on your that's angle. That's a bad draw distance, too. Like, it's, it's just a plethora of things that kind of stack it's, up on each yeah, other, Yeah, and when you're talking about a game as massive as it is, like, imagine the Inquisition maps about four times as big. Okay. Like, of course, you have the Nomad, it's which pretty is big. A, a car allows you to get around a little bit faster than, but it's still than pretty a horse, big. but it's big. Yeah. It's big. So you're talking about this massive game. You're having environmental stuff happen, rain and storms happening all, in, and I'm like... I can totally stomach a couple of clipping and weird issues like that when everything else in this game is super polished and you have like a thousand things happening at once. Like particle problems are happening, like not even problems, but just particle effects are happening all over the place all the time. Yeah. And the small issues are, are what's bugging you. Yeah. I get immersion breaking, but if you are so wrapped up in a game that you can't even be like, oh, this is still just a game at the end of the day, then you have some other issues in your life. Whoa. I'll call you out. Why? Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, so I don't think it's like as big no, of a deal. And, but I'm also yeah. like not a person playing the game and I'm not one of the people who were super hyped for Andromeda. Right. And it's not worth I'll say this, it's not worth the energy people are putting into it. Okay. That's probably that the best way to, to put it. So another thing Yeah, I'll touch I did, on this. I know yeah. you've talked about Marvel Heroes periodically which is over the a years. little PC MMO esque kind of game. MMO uh dungeon crawler. Yeah, yeah. That's been on PC forever. It's coming to console. Yeah, it's been rumored for over two years now. When I was playing somewhat regularly back in like uh, I think twenty fifteen, um, yeah, it was it was really promising. Things just clicked. It's it's Diablo with Marvel. Like that's all it really is at the end of the day. Like it's nothing more complicated than that. But the one thing I will say is Gazillion, the company that makes it, has been extremely faithful to their community base. And yeah, people, a lot of people, about half the community was demanding uh, console. Um, and then half the community course was like, no, cause you guys don't have a team large enough to handle that, <laughs> yeah. which is a fair thing to say when you're talking about a game that's being updated and reiterated every couple months, um, because it is free to play and they want to make sure that there's incentive to pay into it. And so they keep dropping content. That's, Oh, this is three bucks. Oh, this is $2. Oh, this is a dollar. It adds up. 
that's how the game keeps stays alive. Yeah, it stays. It completely stays alive yeah. like that. So of course, people right now. So I'll say this: it's coming to console. Um, if you buy in with uh, it's a founders pack right now on PS4, Xbox One, you'll get into the closed beta, which I think is supposed to be coming up next month. They don't have a specific date, but they just said generally uh, May. Okay. Um, and with that, also you'll have a set of characters that'll be unlocked at launch that you don't have to pay for. Um, that's the whole premise of this is that you'll get one character for free and when you max him out you're supposed to be able to unlock the next characters but you can unlock multiple earlier by paying for them that's earlier cool. okay. um, but since you buy into founders you get like four of them just right off the bat just boom in your lap so you get that um, I'll say this it's, it's something that I'm kind of drawn towards because I feel like I'd probably play it more because it's not the most apt experience on PC for myself um, mainly because running on laptops on couches is not the most comfortable way to play games on PCs. No, absolutely not. It's actually rather terrifying. tiring. I don't know why it's a terrifying. It's not terrifying. It's, it's just exhausting. Terrible. Yeah. Um, and so I might jump on this just to kind of see what's going on with it, to see how it compares, because there, apparently there have been some small changes that they made to the PC version and make the transition to console easier too. And I haven't touched it, like I said, in two years. Excuse me. <clears throat> but uh, like we experienced with Diablo when you and I bought it, like two years ago Diablo's great except it's just like really just like brain dead gameplay and that's what this is it has a lot of those same issues uh, you know you have your hot keyed or in this case hot buttoned uh, attacks and you just spam the crap out of those as you run through halls like and that's all it really is they okay. put in a, it's baked in that it has a good story because it's Marvel and it's it's just running down various yeah. comic book storylines just reiterated in games so it's not like it's a big deal but um, you get your MMO feel when you're in the hub worlds. You get a little bit of it when you're out in the game in certain areas because obviously some areas are public and some are isolated for dungeons. It's just like any other MMO in that regard. Um, yeah, if you're interested in, in playing a good Marvel hero, like a Marvel game about her- their heroes and their universes and their crossovers between like the various characters and everything like that, and also to see a very wide variety of different costumes, I would say jump on this because it will be... I think for console initially they'll do a, a strictly paid version that'll be like fifteen or twenty bucks. Is and it going to be like an like a monthly thing or is it just no gonna no okay, no? I'm down. For they've that. they've never uh, had a pay a monthly version. Well, and that stuff never really works. I it never think, pans out. I think the only game that really does it right now on console is ESO. Final Fantasy fourteen or ESO. ESO has has two models with it. Either you pay for each expansion and get free to the next expansion, or you pay the monthly fee at a much lower cost and always get the expansions for free. Right. Which fourteen doesn't have a uh, free to play at all. Yeah. So this it's uh, you'll be able to download, and when you start the game, you'll get one character and very limited, like you know everything, like limited uh, inventory and uh, ca- uh, salary caps, things like that. And so if you pay into it various version, you know, ways, you'll get bonuses in different ways. They're the kind of game that, like, if you sign on each day, you'll get a gift kind of thing, okay, too. And cool. so it's just one of those things, like, it's certainly something to have on your console, I think. And if you like Marvel, just touch it every few weeks or, one, you know, whatever. However however schedule you want to do it. But it's just fun to jump in. It's a fun little Diablo-type game. Um, yeah. And like I was just saying a minute ago, like, the PC crowd on forums are freaking the fuck out. Which I can appreciate it, but I would imagine that gigantic, genetic, uh, gazillion, gazillion. Um, I would hope gazillion is like they're obviously have to be hiring on more people to like. I would imagine this move. they have to. They, they'd have to. Yeah. So um, I think they're going to be okay. There's probably going to be a team devoted to live console, and there'll be a team dev- or devoted to live PC. PC more than and, likely, they, they're different animals at the end of the day. Yeah, they'll they have different glitches, are. and 
yeah, they have different release formats. You're going to wind up with a much lower uh, amount of characters at launch on P- on console than you had on PC. PC had like 15 at launch and then have ramped up. Now they're at like 60 some characters. Oh, damn. Um, and on P- console, you're starting out, I think, at uh, 12. And there's no current plan on how there or how many are coming in the future, but more than likely, eventually, it's going to hit at the same marks. Like yeah, everything. Which is interesting to see how long it will take. Yeah. Um, and the very last piece is uh, for those of you that do play on PC and are considering jumping to PC or PS4, or Xbox One, nothing transfers over. Which that all. sucks a big time. But like, Death or I'm sorry, um, Diablo, Diablo, Overwatch, they do the same exact thing, which sucks because I wish they would, but. I was, I was gonna ask you did, did any of your like account based costumes and stuff transfer over the the armor skins you know i don't know i can't remember i think like some of the stuff that, i don't remember i feel like some of the stuff i had for like going to blizzcon and like pre-order yeah. bonuses and shit might but that at the end of the day is still tied to my blizzard account and that's the thing that bugs me because uh, like with this it's been confirmed that none of that stuff like even that kind of stuff will transfer. Yeah, it sucks. Which is only frustrating for me because I only I've paid very little into the game. I've done a couple packs here and there, a couple characters, and then one skin. And that skin is my favorite. And I'm disappointed. But it's probably not going to be there at launch, so I'm not even really wondering why I'm all that frustrated. Okay. But part of me is like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can uh, my my it. symbiote version of Rocket Raccoon. And what's cool about Rocket? I'll tell you this real quick. A fun little thing. No matter what, you can have a sidekick, which will summon a character to fight alongside you throughout the level. Well, Rocket has an additional move that involves Groot, so I have Groot as my sidekick and Groot as my additional power. I feel like I've seen pictures of this. I get two Groots in my game. That's silly. You've heard it here first. Double Groot. The one that's attached to my character natively is also symbiote-styled, so they're both like black with like tendrils and shit just flowing off them, and then I get the other Groot that's normal running around. And yeah, it's silly. It's silly. They just smash for me while I'm just setting up like turrets and, and guns. It's fucking great. Love it. But yeah, uh, that's all I really have to say about uh, Marvel Heroes Omega, but that should be out. I think they said they wanted to have it full, run- full up running by the end of July. Um, but closed beta should be coming within the next few weeks to next month, and then uh, open beta not long after that. I know right now, and again, I say right now because Nintendo likes to announce stuff when it oh, yeah. comes out two weeks later, and then E3 will happen before then, but mm-hmm. I'd be definitely down to jump into that and mess around with it, Yeah, depending on, because I don't have anything coming out after. I'm going to look at the Founders Pack I was price. just about to say I don't have anything coming out after June, but Destiny 2. Oh but yeah, that's not until September. But yeah, still, there's still, like, a we'll touch on that though, in but... a sec a little bit, but uh, yeah, no. Um, I'm gonna look at the founders pack tonight, and I'll text you. Okay, uh, just we'll, see we'll, the price. We'll look at it. Yeah, because I'm sure it's not that much no. money to jump in. So but we'll take a peek. But moving <laughs> on, um, not really a piece of news, but Zane and I didn't want to take some time to talk about Destiny Moments Age of, of Triumph or yeah, Age of Triumph that this thing. time. Um, because Zane and I, um, by far. The biggest Destiny heads of Geek Domination. It's true. That's uh, a Have gone fucking nuts with this game. And both of us fell off hard mm-hmm. um, around November for various reasons. Um, I'll put it this way. The Axis challenge of Wrath of the Machine. Just the challenges in general. There's of Wrath just, of the there were problems happening just in our world. In our world, I'll put it that way. With me, it was when I was moving and wasn't having stable internet yet, so I just kind of that. I just kind of gave up. Game game itself, and then there was also just interpersonal relationships that were happening within the realm of the game that were just getting odd. So we fell off hard. We let ourselves take a nice 
five month break three now. Or four. Yeah, so, I came back for some of the Dominic stuff. So about three months. Yeah, and I hopped on I think one one yeah, day during so, that. So um, both of us were like super stoked for Age of Triumph because it brings back by far my favorite part of the game. It was it it did exactly what I had been saying it should do around this time of year at this point in the re- which launch I don't cycle. think anyone actually like even doubted it for real. Doubted it that it was actually going to. It happen. was like duh, they're going to turn everything on. Right before they turn it all off. No, they're just gonna let it but, run and then slowly shut um, off servers. But. So we've been running through. We ran through Crota's end, dude. Crota has never been smoother. Yeah, and I like. I actually don't hate Crota now. Now I hate Atheon. Atheon. Right now I hate Atheon. I the Atheon challenge. I really want to. It's, it's brutal. <laughs> I mean, just just wait for it. I know. I'm gonna give you your chance. It's I fine. Know. But um, I'll, I'll put I'll put this guy down. Okay, that's okay. Um, the challenges are great. Um, just the whole system of just like giving like so much more to do within the realms of activities is really good. The the fact that they've updated pretty much every uh, drop pool to include the entire legacy of the game is brilliant. Pretty genius. Yeah. The raids are fun again. Like the I raids said. are really fun again, and our team is well well oiled machine. Yeah. Despite encountering a lot of random issues and a little frustrations like i'm surprised how smooth we're running now like last night was a little rough and i feel like i think a lot of it was we got a little cocky after coda because we, we totally went, did we got went through coda had, had a well, i think i had think, a blast to be, to be clear it. the first time we went into coda which me and cody i think touched coda a total of like three or four times i touched it a lot more than you but on hard during our group time because I think oh, you as, as separ- hard has a group like twice because that was when I was scumbag randoming it with everyone yeah um, and we finally came back in and first night we crushed hard mode Crota crushed hard mode Crota both in, the like, challenges three hours tops fantastic was great went into Vault of Glass last night which again I think a lot of it was just cockiness and like we hadn't experienced heroic like realistically we have never experienced like heroic Vault of Glass with no cheeses because <laughs> well and more than that too following the specified challenges that like for instance since the only reward was uh spirit bloom chest for it was an extra exotic chest which was just not worth the time oh yeah it totally was not even worth the time for doing the stupid little challenge of templar, of yeah. templar before so we were just doing it the way we allow us to survive yeah and trying to do it the, the this way caused some frustration oh, we got it uh shout out to our Best Warlock and I just for having the most ridiculous clutch kill of Templar in the world. So that you guys can, can get the setup, and I think it might be wise. I, I don't know how we can do it, but maybe if we if we can get her video, I want to... I'm just going to... I'll just have her upload to the Facebook. But basically what okay. happened was the whole Templar challenge is where every time you stop him from teleporting, more and more ads spawn, and it's just more hectic the farther it It gets goes. crazier, and you have to keep... You cannot allow him to teleport even once to complete the challenge. Yeah. So we, we were going through... A bunch of... Uh, bunch of different ways made some changes and... finally got one that was like okay this is working we just need a clean run we were going through people started dropping because they started getting overwhelmed by the ads i'm like blocking up the teleport and i looked at him and was like he's close i just need like we need like 10 15 seconds so i block the teleport i jump away from all the ads start like blasting off die. Um, horns um and like right before i'm about to die i'm like i have no rockets left and how the fight works, how we had it set up, was Jess was over off on the side with the relic blocking the other teleport point every single time. That was her only job. So I'm like, Jess, do you have your super? And I'm like, she's like, yes. I'm like, kill him. So because- ironically, at, when you said, do you have your super, that's pretty much the moment you died. Yep. 
And then I watched Jess fall off the edge because she thought it was a wipe because you died. And then you say you yelled, kill him. She rezzed, grabbed the the, the relic. relic, already had her super up because she had just been sitting on it. And it just it, it knows you're already ready. Yep. Runs up. She ran up pretty far. She Did was pretty she? much under him. Oh, my God. I didn't even see that. I was just like, what is he? I was watching her and she, she dropped down, ran close. She was pretty much like almost at the stairs. And Jesus. she just looked straight up and launched it at his face. Die kills him. Me and Neo get our first set of drops, and then our games crash. Which I don't think Neo missed a drop. I don't think he did either. I think it was just me. But it was a a communication error for mine. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Yes. Top our challenge. We went through that. Went through the rest of the raid. Got to Atheon. Had some struggles with that, and a lot of that was just like. Well, Gatekeeper took a lot of out of us too. I think Gatekeeper wasn't bad. It was pretty bad. It wasn't bad. It didn't take us that long. It, I mean, we were getting steamrolled pretty bad by the enemies. Eh, I mean, once we like, what's funny is once we got clean through, that's how Gatekeeper always worked. I don't know if you're, you remember. You're right. Once you got the, through the first relic clean, it was a kill. You're right. Because the first time we got through the relic, we got that. You went down. Yep. I had Neo jump in, grab your relic, and it's yep. just once you get both relics, it's like lols. Yeah. That's so true. we got that, and then well, Atheon, this, they, with the third relic now too. It's silly. It's silly. And then Atheon challenge just took a lot out of us and yep. being tired and slightly. We're almost at five hours. Yeah. So we we call it. We're that's the other thing going. is that Crota is a really fast raid that can go wrong really quick. Yes. Atheon is a really long raid that is fairly stable yeah and that's the, the nice problem. thing about atheon though is it's like they were pretty fast wipes this time this time. i remember back in the day yes. it, they took forever it to wipe. Terrible. it would the loading times were atrocious and yes. yeah like this time now it's like you know within about like a minute of starting the fight if it's going to be successful or not so absolutely we're gonna go back in the next couple days but as Cleared a whole out. i can say that like bungie like did this right and i can understand people's frustrations being like well why do i need to go back into the the raids if destiny 2 is coming out in five months four months yeah and i can appreciate those people who like have that sentiment but it's like this revitalized and brought back every single potential activity of my favorite activity type in this game yeah i mean we're playing with people that we haven't played with in a few months we're reinvigorating old friendships that i wouldn't say fell off but just had less reason to be on each week and now yeah. we're back to the usual now schedules we're back, yeah. and, so i'm um, super stoked i'm excited to see how uh, next we're talking about up. trials and it's something that you and i haven't touched since year one really like yeah. we touched a little bit in year two but really year one was when we went hard and we didn't touch it since because yeah. it's been so bad it's just it's such a toxic thing but i'm also like it might be worth it just to kind of mess with it even just if we just complete the book stuff yeah yeah and then uh like Iron Banner's next week, and we're like the group's already talking about being on for Iron Banner, which I'm like, wow, like this is impressive. We haven't been able to talk about. I mean, Iron Banner has been ongoing this whole time, and we just have been so like we just kind of fell off. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple people of our raid who like you know what they play Destiny every single day, and I commend them for that. Oh, absolutely. When you, when you look at like uh, Jester Killa's inventory, and they're and like their play 7, times, and they're like play times. It's like like Jess's Warlock. I know it's like 50 days, and I'm like. Yeah, that's crazy. I commend you guys both. So yeah, no, that's great. Um, um, but no, if you have ever had any interest in Destiny, I mean, the update's free as long as you have Rise of Iron. Hop in and just you know. And what's find even a great group. is if you're not, if you don't have Rise of Iron, like all the Crucible maps are unlocked right now. Yeah. All the Crucible modes are unlocked right now. Yeah. Um, just go in and play because yeah. like I I feel like people gave Destiny a lot of shit early on, which I think it was rightfully so. But I think it's a mixed. I don't think that many was people. Yeah, I don't think accurate. enough people came back to the game once it got really good. Yeah, like the people that did were also crazy. just they didn't spend enough time with the new good stuff to actually enjoy it. Yeah. Um, 
I'm excited for next week too because King's Fall, like I, I just like that raid a I'm lot. I'm just excited to see. I'm a little nervous for Golgoroth challenge. That's that, the only one that, that ever challenge is is crazy. But I'll, I'll have to of, pull out uh, Zalo, Zalo. Or if you want to go a different route with it. But um, yeah, no. If I'm curious to see, like we're going to be teaching a person who's never done the raid. Which I'm actually probably going to have him watch himself for King's Fall since it's a lot more technical than any other raid. Oh, well, but, I think he'll adapt even quicker because of his WoW experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Fur's an incredible raider. But I'm excited to see how, if we can just, like, walk in there and lull Oryx. Like I can't wait did. to see some of the new exotics play within it, too, because there's been stuff added since Rise. Not uh, a lot, Rise. Not a lot, but there's just been some stuff and just some new weapons in general. It wasn't as much like Crota when we're like, oh... Swords are really good in here. Right, right. No, I'm just thinking more like even just like Ex Machina. Like yeah, just, which just, that's just a god sniper. So Yeah, so it's just one of those things where I'm like, wow, so all these moments when I thought this was really great, I can now just use this and it'll be even easier. Well, what's funny is, remember what was my tried and true sniper during King's Fall? Oh, dude, it's this uh, fucking... I know this one. Uh, it's a female's name. I just can't think which one. No, no, it was this in Irene. It was one of the, uh, the oh, vendor sniper. It? Was the it? gunsmith sniper, the Amalon Irene snipers? Yeah, no, that's what I said. Irene is a is a woman. No, I name. thought you were talking about like oh. a female, as in like Iron Banner. So I was oh like, no, no. no, but yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, and I had a vendor like a, a roll that I got from a package a at God the beginning roll. of of Taken King, and I rolled that thing like I don't know 50 halfway times? into Rise of Iron, and just loved that gun so much. And like Ex Machina is literally just a stronger Irene, so I'm just yeah. like. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Bungie. Well, and then like you played, you know, I, I played, still Piercer all. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, even today, I still pull it out. Like well, it's, it's still, still really a great good. Sniper. It's just you know, Irene has the perk that I that allows better performance, and when you pair those with the the gloves I have, like it's it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, so dumb. Yeah, I'm excited to see how King's Fall goes. I'm excited for us to go back into Wrath. I can't. You know what I'm really hoping? What we walk into Kings and one shot every single boss. I doubt it's going to happen. I think we have potential to one-shot War Priest because War Priest is a dumb fight. War Priest and Oryx, I think, will be one-shots. Oryx will be close to a one-shot. I'm Daughters mean, will probably be one-shot. Yeah. Um, Kill and I have to go in there and figure out how we're doing bubbles. That's, like, the only thing I'm worried about for Oryx. You might just even... You know what? It's silly, but you may want to even look back into the old King's Fall weapons. Remember, they, they have the... I still think uh, the, we're gonna see because putting them away and they there reload. were strats like implemented a week after Touch of Malice was nerfed for that stuff. So I just need to look that up. And sure, we just need to experiment. I'm excited that, though. I'm excited for these next couple of weeks because we're going back into a bunch of stuff, and then we can always just walk back in to yeah. get the other loot. And like not we're talking about, about like there's talk like we're gonna go back into Vault Class either tomorrow or Monday, and then like we're like, well, if we have time, like we can steamroll Crotas and get more people loot if we have time and people are down for it. Because Absolutely, lulls. Well, and then, like, what's great is, like, after the first four weeks where the challenges are introduced, like, I mean, obviously, like, King's Fall and Wrath already have the challenges baked in that we already did, yeah. except for, I mean, we never did access, but right. whatever. Uh, you get the point. Like, at this point, after this week, we can technically just jump into the playlist pretty much. Yeah, the only reason to continue to doing the challenges at that point is if people really want those exotic weapons. Or really want the Age of Triumph ornaments? Yeah, which, which we'll just I'm pick, down for. We'll pick and choose the easy challenges. We right. just won't do you know like Templar and Athon. It's been five hours in the ring. Pretty much, like we can just do the like. I mean, which one was the super? It was Death Singer. Was Death Singer was a little rough, it but was, once we got it, it was fine. 
Crotus I mean, took us. Crotus was easy. Cakewalk. It was easy. It um, just took us a couple times to figure everything out. I'm trying to think. Golgoroth one. I mean, Golgoroth. The challenge. War priest. Ch- War priest challenge is, is a non-factor. The Oryx <laughs> challenge is the easiest way to do the fight at max light. Yep, yep, and even Golgoroth, once we got the challenge down, was actually, in a lot of ways, almost simpler. It was smoother. It was smoother, smoother in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, I'm excited. I'm stoked. I'm actually but, really excited. With by the way, team. we're done with Destiny Talks. So you are. know what I need That's you to it. do? Oh, I knocked over Flash by Atheon. We knocked you off the edge. because well, I mean, Flash kind of deserves it. Aww. But yeah, we knocked Kate Atheon off, like old times, because lulls push stats. I wish there was like an Easter egg. Oh, that'd be the best thing is if we did the challenge and then it did an animation instead of him dissolving, of him just walking and falling. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. That would be the best. That'd be the love best it. way to honor it. I would love it. But topic time. Um, I like how Kate's still there though. I made sure that's flash picture. I'm wearing a flash shirt. Yeah. CW. Yeah. Has been up interesting. And down. I'm going to say down. interesting this season. Yeah, I'll say up and down. Um, Legends. Of tomorrow, season two, had a season finale this week. That's done. Yep. Um, Flash and Arrow were kind of taking is, another yeah, mid-season break esque thing. They're yeah, they're they're in between. They're they're. Uh, I know Flash is what four episodes from the end now. I think they're both four episodes from the okay. end. So yeah, they're that both would make sense with that. They should end the same week like they usually do. Yeah. But I know they don't come back until like, it's like the last week in April. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. So we're gonna talk about the shows. Um. We're definitely going to talk about in depth quite a bit with the Legends finale, but then we're basically just going to kind of give our impressions of where the seasons have gone so far with these shows. Since yeah. you and I have like, do we like we both of us dove in hard for Flash, yeah, and, and then just kind of yeah. caught up with everything, and then just we're here, yeah. And Arrow's been one of those things where we both kind of just hate it as we're watching it, and we yeah. just keep watching. And yeah. I finally, you guys know, if you when I get the. Uh, episode of back issue uploaded by next week um you'll know my true feelings on where i'm standing with that one right now but so let's let's start with arrow yeah let's start there let's start arrow with the season five <laughs> i don't even know if it's better or worse than the last seasons at this point no it's hard to say there's aspects of i would it. say the first half was better than last season yes. by hands down uh middle is kind of equal and then this part that I'm, everything i'm hearing about right now sounds kind of just like they're copying season two without they they being are as good. a lot of it, but um, also there's gonna be spoilers for I the shows throughout this. Mind. And yeah. I, no, I'm just like oh, yeah. let them the yeah, yeah. there's so, gonna be spoilers. For apologies sure. for that, but like Arrow for me, and it's like I don't think they even know what they're doing with the show at this point. Exactly because you you get into a fifth season of a show, and like as a as an audience, you like start wondering like how much of this did you like have planned at all at the beginning? Cause like how many people like actually expect the show to run five plus seasons. And that's yeah. And all, all you I, obviously you know, run out of ideas. I've got to go ahead to compound on that statement. If for any of you that like me have been rewatching Smallville or watched it back in the which day, had how many seasons? 10. Okay. Seasons one through four had direction, but it was bad seasons five and six were rough and they were finding their footing seven through ten are profoundly good and the reason for that is seasons one through four had the aim and direction of hey we're a high school drama he's out of high school why we can't be that anymore 
Five and six is them refining their feet, and they found their feet because what they did is they kept dabbling between mixes of different types of episodes. Some episodes leaned into the comics more, some leaned more into the drama. They found the ratings were highest on the comic booky episodes. Shocker! Oh when my you, god, people like when you have reference. a show when you have a show based off comic books and you do comic book stu- like stuff. People like that. I know it's weird. Holy shit! Because then season seven through ten is just comic booky as fuck. Okay, I mean. That's, yeah, that's the nice thing about like like Arrow's had its moments where it's been comic book. Oh, fuck. Those, those episodes are the best. Yeah. I mean, hell, the episode when we've got uh, the new Canary that was one of my favorites. That was great. This season. That was phenomenal. And it was very comic booky. That makes me very sad because like they did the whole storyline with Dinah, and like it She's felt barely good. there. Isn't yeah, it, it felt yeah. really good for us. We're like they're like doing like classic Canary, and this is awesome. And then she's just there all the time. Isn't she kind of sourpuss kind of behaviors? A lot of... No, just, I mean, it's, no, she's literally just there. Okay. See, and that's the other thing, is that my favorite character this season has been Mad Dog, and then, like, right around after she appears, like, even he gets a little bit of just, like, meh. Yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't a big his fan attitude of falls on, off but it's definitely, like, completely and, different, and, uh, yeah, it's not enjoyable. Like, yeah. The, the hardest part about, like, you look at, like, Okay, so like when you start looking at like why is this season of a bad or this season of the show like so rough, you like have to like take a step back and be like, okay, well, first off, what made the good seasons good? And that's that's a big part of it too, because like you look at like it's because like so most people like agree like across the board, season two of Arrow, phenomenal. Um, what did season two have? A lot of like inner lying storylines. A lot between, of layers. A lot of layers between the Slade stuff, between Roy and the Miracle. You didn't really stuff. understand if Slade was going to be helpful or detrimental or a real villain. Yeah. or And he wasn't. Some, some episodes he helped Oliver very briefly, but he would assist. Yeah. And then, like in small ways. And then out of nowhere, like he was the ultimate big bad. And it turns out the woman that was going to usurp the company was his underling. Like, yeah, and there was this like... You start, oh. like, realizing how, like, everything's, like, a spider web at that point and, like, everything. I will say season. it was also compounded because the entire season before, all the flashbacks, almost all the flashbacks had Slade and is not deathstroke yes. style. Yes. So you had it. You had this idea that, oh, he was a mentor for a long time and we got an entire season of him mentoring and then he shows up in season two and you're like, oh. He's, he's mad. Ooh. He's mad. He angry. He, and then it goes, and then season three, they were like, what do now? Yeah. Because they didn't think enough to go, oh, what if the flashbacks in season two feed season three? But no, they didn't even bother. They just continued to compound the Deathstroke stuff. Which No, season well, three. Well, they did a lot of the uh, Sarah. Season three flashbacks were no, Hong season, Kong. Season two flashbacks yes. did not compound season three enough. Correct. That's because was it was all Slade. Yep. And, that's and like literally the flashbacks for season two end with Slade. Yeah. And then it's like Hong Kong. And then like season three and four, it's like, why do these flashbacks even matter? And then like finally in season five, they started making flashbacks relevant again, which good. Four had uh, what's what's weird is with four. And this is where I find weird friction. Um, I wa- I preferred watching the flashbacks in season four to the actual show. I just the flashbacks in season four literally had zero points. They had a 1% they had point. one point and it was to find a way to put Constantine into the, the well universe. no they also mattered because it gave arrow encounterings with magic before he yes, ever left the why island. why did he even need that but then it also showed the same totem that dark had too yeah, I guess yeah, I so there's there's 
there's points, but you're right. In general, it also feeds the flashbacks in season five of him going to Russia and setting up the whole Russian connection. Yeah. Too. Which but again, the, the again. flashbacks in season five, they've, I feel like that's the best the flashbacks have been since two. By I'll far. tell you why he's getting mentored into being normal green arrow in season five flashbacks. Yep. Oh, look, if you put mentorship crap into the flashbacks, you got a good flashback. And then season six, I'm like, now what? you're not going to do it. They better not do gonna... flashbacks. I hope not. Remember when you that and I hurt. like had joked about the show season no, no, one? No, yeah. So like, when it would be like they're just gonna start flashback season one, and then like the mid season finale saying that they no, might. no. But here's the thing: like they might, which whatever if they do. The funniest thing: do you remember the mid season finale when it's literally they're flashing back to season one, but it's like literally like not even a flashback because it's just it's a fucking, recreation of a scene. It's it? not even a recreation. It's brand new fucking stuff that they never touched on in the first season. That's right. Because it's them killing Prometheus's father. That's right. And I'm just like, this is fucking dumb, but they're doing it. They're, yep. they're flashing back to season one. Send help. Well, and then like, it frustrated me too seeing like, uh, like I loved it, but it also frustrated me seeing when Talia is like, you need to become what you really are. And then hands her the costume and he puts on season one costume. And I was just like, Okay. Well, what's frustrating about it is that in all the interest from season one, he's got he does have the the vest part, but his arms are bare. He doesn't have the leather and everything. And I'm like, they're gonna have they're gonna explain this in a really dumb way, aren't they? They're totally gonna do it, and they are, I think, actually happening right now. But yeah, he's gonna wind up having to be back on the island, bearded as fuck. I don't understand how they're gonna do that. The hair's almost there, but beard. I'm just like, how? That's not how. That's not how beards work. You'd have to be on the island for another, like, nine months before that you'd even be close to that land. maybe he is. Like, we don't know. No, he's supposed to spend the whole year there, Cody. Come on. I don't understand. Five years. Five years on but, the uh, yeah, Not really. The joke the is that uh, Arrow is actually just a Russian sitcom now, which is hilarious. I love that I sent that, and everyone's like, yep. It's, it's true. It's real sad, though. I but... feel like drama in Russian would be comedic to that. Because nah. they're like... <laughs> Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the little girly man! <laughs> I just love it. Anatoly yeah. has been awesome. Anatoly has been the probably my favorite part. Yeah, until the last episode. The last episode. Okay, he was a cunt. I knew they were going there. Yeah, because fucking of course. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the other thing is that I think the big problem is that with these shows they're getting renewed before they understand what they need to do. Yeah, I I think that point exactly comes to legends and we'll, we'll get back to that but yeah later. we'll get there um but yeah i don't see i mean i think it's going to i don't know if arrow will make i i said this during season four, four that it wouldn't make it to six and it's gonna make it to six yeah i don't know if it'll make it to seven and i think it will because the general populace i know Stephen amell kind of wants it to die yeah but the general populace says that season five is the best it's been since two which i partially agree but it's still just like my no. problem is that it's it's pretty much a recreation it is two. and that's not progression no that's taking what we're literally regression <laughs> so that's error. where i'm at with that yeah, i mean I'm, I'm probably eventually going to come back and just finish it out even though I knew, like I did, like I, I, so you all know, the gun control episode turned me off, and I deleted everything. But I might go back in and finish the season out because I know that they don't focus on that crap ever again. It was it was a very political episode, very pretty dumb, and I turned it off. Yeah, <laughs> but regardless, um, that's Arrow, and I wish characters are better than they are, and I wish some characters just wouldn't be there. The Ragman 
Ragman was there and then he was gone. Yeah. And he was great. Yeah. And then he was not. And he was dead. Not dead. Just gone. Dead he lost to me. His, he lost his powers and then he was gone. He was like, peace. Yeah. Gotta go find new regs. Well, being a living consequence of Felicity's actions is hard, man. That's I all mean, he was. Just being a living thing around Felicity, Felicity is, is hard, barred, man. man. <laughs> and is also literally hard, man. Man. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to the other one. Okay, so... Flash. I don't even know how to feel about season three of Flash because, like, layered throughout, like, all the shit has been really, really, really good. It's, like, really sparkly shit. It really is. (laughs) Because, like... The overall arc pisses me off to know. Yes, like, the whole, like... If we change all these events, we'll fix it, right? Right? Question mark? Right? And, like, there is zero doubt in my mind that Iris survives the season at this point. That bitch gonna die. So here's what's going to happen. Okay. She's going to have to physically be stabbed. But then she's going to live. Exactly. Fuck. So the thing is, is like that pro- the last, so in the last episode, they were like, who was it that said it? Wasn't it Abercadabra that said like, she has to die for you to be as fast as you need to be or something like that? He, yeah. He basically said like you or you, her dying is like what, what makes catapults you, you into your into you defeating Savitar. Yeah. So, like, that moment when you see him, I mean, when he's looking at the future and you see Iris gets stabbed, Barry starts sprinting, he then unlocks the fastest he's ever going to be at that moment. Yeah. The next thing is, like, oh, they're going to figure out a way to solve the problem of her death by being like, well, she's going to have to take the blade to the back, and now we're going to have to heal her. Just kill her. Just let her die. Please stab that bitch. Kill her. <laughs> no, she hasn't been bad. Um like there's been episodes. There's like season one and Iris, I wanted to slaughter that bitch. No, you're not wrong. But she hasn't been bad. But like she's just been mad. And I haven't even like really like minded the whole Barry Iris relationship. Honestly, it's been pretty healthy, which is it's been good. fine. Like it's like, like like how like Oliver and Felicity was awkward. Like this is awkward, but it works, works because it's awkward. I'll put it this way. The Oliver and Felicity ones uh, doesn't really work because in real life, both of them are very well taken in real life for their actors and actresses, Barry and Iris, I don't think are, and they're able to kind of give off a genuine interest in each other by, while also playing both awkward people. Yes. It's a difference of where like one's an awkward situation because they're not awkward and they're being in an awkward relationship. And the other one is that they're awkward people being in a genuine relationship. And that's the the difference. So, like, the Barry Iris stuff honestly works fine. It works fine, but just, like, the whole, like... If we're being completely honest, too, the the Wally and... I blinked on her name now, but uh, Jesse. Jesse. That's Jesse, been fine. That's been fine, too. Yeah. Like, the relationships in this show are pretty well well managed, except for, for me, uh, Caitlin. Caitlin's just constantly shoving herself onto some other guy. Oh, my God. Even though I, like... Uh, just uh, She's just, like, every season, it's like, let's find some guy to fuck so we can die or leave. 100%. That's all it is. And, like, let's make one cl- thing clear. Like, Tom Felton is one of the best things that's ever happened to Flash. Absolutely. He's fucking I love- fantastic. I was a- so afraid they were going to scapegoat him, and they kind of almost did. They almost did. And then they pulled it back on you. You're like, oh, thank God. I was like, God. good. Yes, I love it. He's great. He's amazing. He's the best uh, part right but now. But, yeah, it's just, like, why? Like, I get that, like, everyone you've loved has died or tried to kill you, but maybe you should just take that as a sign to stop. Well, and here's the other thing. So, okay, do you want to just kill or hit the hit the? Okay, so we'll just hit it like a fucking train wreck. Here's the thing, <laughs> like one of the biggest pluses for this season for me 
has been Killer Frost. Yep. They've teased it so much. They had an episode where they kind of did it. It was an okay episode. Didn't they also say in that same episode, like, if you ever turn, if you ever use your powers one more time, you're going to become her completely. Pretty much. And that's and what then had to happen. A, that's pretty much what happened. So, basically what happens is... She got some shrapnel in her. She got some shrapnel in her. Like, Felton pulls some of it out. I keep calling Felton, but it's fucking... Julian. 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 Julian pulls some of it out. And then everything's okay. And then, like, it's like the... She the laughs ending. at something. She laughs at a joke, and then she starts hemorrhaging like crazy. And then dies. And then dies. And then it's like lulls. So, like, for the second half of the season, she's had this fancy little necklace that dampers her powers. So, Julian rips it off of her, being like, no, she's going to live. And she did. And she did. And then she's Killer Frost. Yeah. So, my one main problem with the whole Killer Frost thing is the fact that it's so predicated on the fact that Killer Frost or the, her frost powers make her evil. Yes, that's my big issue because any decision can be made. Like it, it shouldn't be so predicated on the fact, like, oh, I have powers, I'm automatically evil in this context. Like it should be that, like, I like the classic comic book way of Caitlin Snow in particular because what it was was that it gave her vampire heat vampiric powers, and so initially she is genuinely uh, a predator because she needs to survive. Yes. And then she eventually curbs herself away from it, realizing that she can control the craving. She can control all of it and if then, she wants you know, to. And then she just, you know, finds Firestorm, which is, you know, heat forever. Heat guy. And then they, they, they're together. And then even later than that, because now they're not together, like, she just learned to overcome it. She just, Spoilers. like, the, what they do is uh, she's part of Suicide Squad right now. Or she was. Now she's not. Um and like she she worked, she had a mission where she had to work with Justice League on, on a mission. She helps him out massively, and so Batman vouches for her, of course. And right now in the comics, uh, basically for I think it was sixty four days or something like that, uh, Amanda Waller locked her in the same cell as a normal person and starved her of any heat, so that you know they're like we'll test and see if she really has a control on this. And she never once leached off the other person, and so yeah. then they have they let her go, and she's now part of the Justice League of America. Like, wow. case in point, that's how you write Killer Frost compelling is you give her a chance to redeem herself out of the Which killer title. Maybe we'll maybe. get that. I'm just tired of it being like, oh, she's evil. Like, and then yeah, that's her been a really dumb aspect of her power. It's been my, my frustration with her right now is the whole like, Which, I have to were, commit evil acts. Like, there were there were aspects of it I liked in the beginning sure. when like she was terrified of her powers. That was really powerful. And when like, she was really angry and froze that guy's arm, I was like. I can get behind that. You're angry at the guy. Your power's activated and he froze his yeah. arm. But to be like, oh, my power's activated and now I'm just going to kill people. Lols. Like, I mean, it's just like... That's it's weak annoying, to me. That's like, really weak. I'm hoping they find a way to, like, make it work. Me too. Because, I mean, I, like, as much as I'm like, you're a dumb bitch, I, I appreciate and, like, actually, like, sure. genuinely enjoy the Caitlyn character most of the time. Yeah, Daniel uh, Panabaker does a great job she in does. the role. And I just hope it kind of does curb its way towards more of a decision-based power set rather than a whole, like, oh, it's turned on and now I'm evil. Like, I'm so sick of it's that. It's dumb. It's really dumb. That's the part of it that I despise, and I'm hoping that goes away um, for better or worse, but yeah. I just hope it's gone. Um, also, despite him being a little whiny bitch for a while, Cisco has returned to being a fantastic badass, and I love him forever. I would say that kind of happened right before the musical episode too, with the whole like uh, Gypsy thing. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious. The the him and Gypsy relationship is absolutely hilarious. He hits on her so hard. 
maybe we can go and do some stuff. Maybe you can live here with me. Maybe you could like I'm like you're you're gonna push her away. <laughs> That's <laughs> you're, all. You're an idiot. You're a moron. But um no, like Flash has been like Flash hasn't been like terrible. No, but, but it, it I'm constantly. I guess I'll put it this way. At the end of each episode, I constantly think about it for a minute. I'm like, do I really want to push into three? I know it's bad to say, but it's just like the writing itself, like not the story. Well, it's part of the story arcs, but the writing itself fluctuates so bad between strong and weak that I'm constantly at the end of the episode be like, it's not even, do I want to devote, emotions. do I want to devote next season's time? Oh, you mean four? Season uh, four season. Yeah. Four, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. Um, I'm also just really scared because like, this next episode has a lot of potential to make or break the season. I feel like because basically yes. what it is. So again, Barry accidentally runs in the future, sees Iris die. That's what the whole second half of the season's been. Oh yeah, on. it's 31st century, isn't it, or something? No, yeah. it's, it's just him running to the future. He's running to the future now, like yeah. intentionally to figure out what's going on. And I'm like, that's really scary. Like both in the context of the show as a universe and the context. We might see some Back to the Future Part Two stuff here as a show. So yeah. I'm well, and even the teaser, you see like him dealing with another Barry being like, Oh, you're before she died, and you're just like, Okay, what? I'm mm-hmm. interested, just don't play with my emotions. Yeah, I just no. realized it's gonna happen. He's what? gonna steal some piece of tech that allows him to heal people, and uh, probably and then, Oh, magic fix, boom, boom. I, hope wait, wait, wait. I just, I really want him to find one or two things need to happen. I feel like either A, they just need to kill Iris, I'm fine with it, I'm cool with it, or B. Um, find a legitimate way for him to save her, and not this. Oh, I have to change parts of the the past so the future yeah, changes. I'm pretty tired or of that. oh, Wally has to be fast enough to save her. Just like Barry, you're a smart guy. Yeah, do some superhero CSI shit. Do something. <laughs> yeah, do something do other something. than I was going to die. I don't know what to do. I need to be faster, but I can't be. Also. They confirmed that season four will not have a speedster villain. Which is good. Which, thank fucking God. You know what they really absolutely need, require to do? What? I know it's impossible now unless Legends fucks shit up more. They need to do the rogues properly as a full season villain arc. They can't, though. I'm aware. But because that's what the Snark's show needs. Dead. Well, as I said, if Legends fucks shit up, great. Rory isn't really a bad guy anymore. Yeah. Um, but then, like, everyone else has just kind of been, like, throwaway villains, a lot of them. Yeah. Like, the only one that's come back multiple times have been, like, Weather Glider. Wizard. Glider, which we haven't even seen her since beginning of season two. You're right. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, like, that's the right I would like go. it because, like, I mean, I remember, like, the beginning of season two and, like, the the Flash-Captain Cold interactions, like, leading into Legends and seeing Snart go there Dude. were brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm kind of, that's, that's kind of part of why I'm really hoping that Legends can do something big enough after what we just saw and have been kind of seeing to figure out a way to fix some of the, the, the holes they've written themselves into. Because it's, like it's, it's a powerful moment when, when Cold sacrifices himself, but it's unnecessary in the big scope of things. Yeah. Um, because now they've had to figure out really dramatically dumb ways to bring him back for multiple reasons and episodes. And I'm just like... That's got to suck for your contract, man. Like, you signed this probably like three or four year deal, and you're being written uh, in, in the dumbest ways. Like, well, yeah. Look at Robbie Amell at this point. I feel like he's I know. probably in a similar boat because he's been, he was, you know, all in season one, was in. 
Hell, even one uh, episode season two, one episode season Roy. three. Oh yeah, um, Colton Hanner. Yeah, they, they all of them have had problems where they also also wanted out of certain parts of the season to do a film other stuff. But like at the end of the day, they have a lot of gaps in their time, which, and I'm sure they're like that leads into something about Legends too. Which yeah, we'll get to. Yeah, but yep. um, I think that's it for Flash. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't say I've been disappointed with this season. I just haven't been enthused. <laughs> I guess that would be the best way to put it. Like I'm interested enough to continue watching, but at this point, I feel like it's more just because I started watching. I feel like I have that's to finish it, and that's where I'm at right now. And that's why, uh, like I said, at, at the end of each episode, I'm constantly contemplating season four, and I'm like, do I really want to continue this? I don't even, I don't even know at this point. We'll see. Yeah. Well, it's also hard because like. And I know it only matters for like one to two episodes a season, but I feel like if I watch any of the CW shows, I have to watch them all. Which, granted, Hurts. I'm not watching Supergirl, but me either. That's definitely the most distant from any. It's the of most them. removed. Um, well, and then they're about to start like Black Lightning, and I'm really interested based on the setup. But then I'm like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of fucking crossover, and yeah, just because somebody oh, also speaking of crossovers and Flash, uh, the musical episode was a thing, and that was a thing. It was really uh, weird. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was bad. It was just weird. Yeah. Miss Palick was involved from Superman's history because, of course, Supergirl is stealing every Superman villain hero ever That's rather than having their own heroes and villains that Supergirl actually has in the comics. That's Why? Why would you bring in any of Arrow's villains when Batman every day? Same problem. Same problem. Batman. Well, we can't get the rights of Batman. Let's use a Green Arrow and give him Batman's villains. Except for, like, Joker and Riddler and Penguin. All the ones that actually fucking matter. Let's give them every other one. Oh, oh wait. Then the, the Cascade down the list. Technically, most of the villains on Flash have been Kid Flash's villains when yeah. Kid Flash takes over Flash because Barry died during Crisis. Spoilers. Part of me kind of wishes that would just happen. <laughs> no offense, of course. I don't know. But I feel at like, the same I mean, time, like, like a, a solid. I, you know what? That's actually a great way to lead into the sex piece. I hope that Legends next season somehow ends up in crisis and it just resets the whole universe. God, in a way. I don't even think it will. That's the saddest thing. Like not reset to the beginning because that would be dumb, but just a solid reset but on see, a lot here's of the, the thing. life parts. Flashpoint should have been a, should have been a reset. Absolutely. And, then, and how many things did it change in Arrow? Like one. One. Yep. One. Yep. One. Yep. So that's why that's that's the big problem I'm finding is like each team wants to be their own thing but also be connected and they're not doing it well. They're not doing it well because like Flashpoint should have had major reprogressions if Flashpoint in the comics. If Guggenheim wanted to actually do a good job with this sh- this set of shows that he has control over, he would just run into Crisis on like next season on Flash and have it combined with Legends and have them just fuck the universe up real quick and then reset with like whatever needs to work to make this yeah. as a true I mean, universe. Can do it. Like yeah. Fuck, make this fucking massive crossover be the season finale and them dealing with Crisis on Infinite Earth. And that's what I'm saying. is like, then you just, just do that, jump into the next season for each show with a fresh slate. You can even recast characters if, if actors want to walk. Because I know for a fact, like, Stephen Amell wants to do film. Like, he's for sure yeah, said it before. because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 was... Actually, a really good movie. Was it really? I it thought it was really, pretty bad. It was a really good movie with a very low viewer rate because one was so bad okay. and no one went into seat That makes sense. Yeah. Also, did you see that they he is, um, <laughs> he's on American Ninja Warrior yep. in May? I saw that. Which, then, that'll be pretty dope. I'm excited to see that. But yeah, he's been wanting to do more, just more. And Arrow's I mean, very Arrow restrictive. did amazing things for his career. Yeah. And like, I don't think like people like realize how much like Stephen Amell like 
pioneered social media. The only reason you're seeing us right now is because of him. Yeah. He's the whole reason Facebook streaming exists. Yeah. Which is hilarious to me. It is. It is really fun to me. But, I mean, I, I commend the guy. Absolutely. Like, he's, he's successful, and I genuinely believe he's a good actor. I just feel like for the last couple of seasons, he's been handed trash. Yeah. I think it's that. I think the I think all the universes have been struggling with little elements of that. Yeah. That they just they've gotten so big they have no idea what the fuck to do. Pretty much. Which is what we're about to talk about. So, so let's go into Legends. Legends season two. Has has been a blast. Like it honestly it, it's has. It's the most fun series. Even when it's bad, you're still having a good time. Yeah, because like the the series makes fun of itself. All the time. It's not only making fun of itself, but it's also just the references got a little exhausting for me after like the third or fourth Back to the Future reference. I was like, okay. If we're only going to do this from now on, I'm kind of tired of it. But it was great, though. It was. Like, those it first was few were great. Like, the first few were amazing, especially, like, the, you know, like, uh, uh, the one about keeping the time. And, yeah, like, um, Blues and A, watch yeah. the changes, try to keep up. Yeah. And then just the, are you Doc Browning me and everything. Those those are great. Uh, but the, at a certain point, you're just like, okay, I yeah, get it. So, Legend Season 2 took... I feel like, so remember when you were saying before, like, I feel like the biggest problem with CW is they feel like they have to have, like, this massive cliffhanger at the end of the season, but don't know exactly what to do with it. I feel like that's kind of what happened with Legends. Literally what just occurred. Like, I'm because excited, but I'm also look, like, terrified. Look at, look at, like, end of season one for Legends. Like, we knew we were getting Justice League of America. Yep. You're right. And I Rex, don't think it was Rex in the Tyler way. Tyler walks out and is like, hey, you can't go to yeah, the future. And it wasn't in the way that any of us expected. No. But I, mean, I feel like it worked at the end Dude. of the day. It it walked itself off just fine. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's let's go back one episode because I feel like those two are such a two part. Okay. Piece. General pretense of the entire season, real quick. Basically, what happens is at the beginning of the season, um, Rip Hunter has to scatter the team through time. Yep. And while he's doing this, he basically fucks with his own brain. Because he's in possession of a piece of the Spear of Destiny, which is a relic from Catholicism. The death, the, like the death, death of, of Christ. Christ. Dealing, and it basically has the power to rewrite reality. And you learn throughout the season that Rip Hunter and the Justice League society. of America, or the Justice Society, I'm sorry, yep. um, are in possession of the Spear. And then they're also scattered throughout time. Yes. All of them. So first half of the season it's basically just the legends dealing with rip not being around and just going through the, the walk of things and then they know that uh uh reverse flash is constantly looking for something pieces. we know that he's looking well for he, at the stuff. beginning he was looking for the, the medallion amulet. remember yeah. yeah the two parts of the medallion yeah. and then, so and then yeah. we get that we get rip back rip like literally does not know who he is because he literally rewrote his he's, identity <laughs> he's overstudying george lucas which was it, hilarious. In film school that in 1968 was, or something like that. That episode was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, that, that two-parter was great with with all that. With like them showing up and fucking it up. And then them and being like, oh, it. Star Wars lulls. And Indiana Jones lulls. And then that's what, to, to come full circle, that's also kind of occurring right now. Yeah. Or just happened. But same thing. Like, we had a lot of that stuff. We had um, I, my favorite episode this season was the uh, Legion of Doom narrated that episode. one was a lot of fun that was my favorite episode um i think my favorite one was either one of two it was either the star wars episode mm-hmm. which because that one was just fun like pretty much where it's like the line and the look on sarah's face when she's like george lucas has a spirit's destiny and it's just like what is this show even right now um and then it's the true. um the world war one 
episode. It's actually it was really no, good. I'm, not the one. Um, American Revolution. That's what I meant, to dude. Say. I'll admit that my favorite scene from that episode was definitely Rory talking shit on George Washington about like we don't we're not fucking proper. We're Americans. Yeah, Let's that go was the fantastic. Night and slaughter them, and then just that whole thing. So going back to this, so. Basically, what happens? Rip doesn't remember who he is. He gets captured by the Legion, and they rewrite his identity again. They find the disc that has his identity yeah. on it, and they just basically fuck with it. rewrite his identity to where it was. But now he's an evil son of a bitch, and yep. evil Rip was fucking phenomenal, savage. fucking savage. He was fantastic. I loved it. I love how much shit we gave Arthur Darvill <laughs> at the beginning of season one for being like, "You are terrible." <laughs> By the end of season one, I'm like, you're a genius. And now I'm just like, you're a fucking god. Yep. Like, yep. the character progression that he went through with him was phenomenal. And I, I commend him greatly for it. And it I have to give Sarah good. a fuck ton Katie of lots is bae. Shoot. No, I mean, I know, I know. You are, like, No, just, like, in a fact, but... just, like, attractively actor and just, like, her character. I'm just like, this girl. The fact, okay, I'll, I'll throw it out there just because it's funny to me. She's the only character on the show that can pull off getting stoned within the context of this show. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. Also, my favorite line from this season was, he killed Sarah. Yeah, Sarah dies. That's a thing that happens. It's like Sarah casually fucking died, like, what, two times this season, I think? Two or three. And easy. it's just like, it's a joke at this point. Like, Sarah Lance just, just dies and comes back to life as many fucking times as she She's she Kenny. She's Kenny from Apparently. Like, Jesus Christ. God damn it, you killed Sarah. Oh, hey. Oh, she's back. <laughs> Hooray. But, no. So, it's what happens. There's a couple episodes. With all those episodes, really good, where basically they go throughout the various points in time and get all the spear pieces. Yeah. The spear is formed. The Legion has it. They rewrite reality for an episode. I really like that episode. The episode actually. was a lot of fun. And then you brought up something to me, and I was like, Jesus Christ, you're right. So, basically what happens is the whole reason why Eobard Thon wants the spear in the first place is because... Black Flash is chasing him to undo his reality because e- or Eddie killed himself in because 2016. Because that's technically... Or 2015. That should be the Eobard that was pulled from 1990 from, or whatever. No, it should be the Eobard that was pulled out of the timeline because of Flashpoint. Right, which is still the one from the 90s. Because remember, he pulled him out before he killed his mom. Right. So it's the one from the early or late 80s or early 90s. Right. So it's that. Yes, that, yes you're right. Yeah, okay. so it's the one pre, pre-Wells... Yes, Eobard. basically pre pre season one Flash. Yep, Eobard basically yep. gets pulled from the timeline. That's who this was. So basically, it's like <clears throat> this version of Eobard shouldn't exist for a couple of reasons. One, mm-hmm. Eddie Thon killing himself, and being pulled from the timeline because of Flashpoint. Yep. So Black Flash is chasing him because he's basically a time aberration. So well, yeah, and, and to be even clearer, what's cool about Black Flash and something that I realized is. The speedsters grew faster than the time wraiths could catch up, so the t- time wraiths converted uh, Zoom into mm-hmm. a, a speed wraith. Yep. To take on speedsters, and he's it fucking really, terrifying. He, he's amazing. The way they, they use it is great. Yeah. The fact that like he's like, I, that's what I love about the like the the uh, Legion of Doom episode is the fact that he's like, have you ever thought about just stopping? And he's like, no. <laughs> and he stands still, and it just zooms up, and then he runs off, and you're like. The non-speedster over here fucking figured it out. Well, I mean, like, that's the best part about um, Merlin. This, the Legion in general. Yeah. Because, like, Eobard's a genius. Literally. Merlin is just so fucking Tactical. He's so so, brilliant. He's such a strategist and everything. And then... Dark is brute force. Yeah. Dark is pure brute force. He's, he's like, menacing, but he's just... He's literally, like, the the brawn. Yeah. 
Like when they walk into the bank, like Merlin's like, we'll do this whole tactical thing and we'll get the code and everything. They don't get the code, but <laughs> they get all the way there. And then like Dark's just like, fucking kill everybody. <laughs> we'll murder everybody. It's fine. It's fine. But so <laughs> we, they rewrite reality for an episode and there's like some cool things you see what happens. So, Dude, like, Merlin and Eobard were harmless in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, Mer- Eobard, Dark's the fucker. Yeah. So Eobard like wrote himself back into existence. Solved all these fucking world problems. like World Venus, hunger, world thirst. Uh, world energy. energy global crisis. warming. Yeah. All oh, that shit. solved. <laughs> yeah, did it. Like Bad Merlin, guy Eobard over here solving world issues. Merlin brought back his wife, brought back Tommy, which we don't see. I wish we could have just seen him. I wish we could have. But then also uh, just basically fixes his relationship with Thea. Yeah. That was that's, the other that's thing. all it is. That was like, all he, doesn't even, he doesn't even make her like love him like to the point where he she abandons her family. They don't touch on that. She he's just all like, they said is like, loves you. your 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 daughter adores you. That's boom. That's like all Merlin wants. Like he's like at the end of the day, like Merlin's just a family man, which is like weird. He but he it's does true. diabolical stuff in response to the fact that he's lost his family and lost the, everything. Yeah, that's like really it. He's a like, really why did he want to do the undertaking? His wife died. Yeah, and he hated the slums, so he wanted to get rid of the slums. Did he go about it the wrong way? Yeah, probably. Oh, but, yeah, but you know, whatever. And then Damien was just like, "Make me mayor of Star City, like I had planned originally with my wife in control." And then, and then give me control of Sarah and Amaya as my assassin women, and they'll take down. And then he has—he's just psychotic. That's all it really comes it really down is. to. He just like, looks like fucking kill people and power. Like that's, that's all he wants. It. And he has his magic back. But yeah, at the end of the day, the only real true villain amongst them, like they're all villains in the context that they go about things a lot of times the wrong way. I'll give Eobard credit because obviously when he had the chance, he did everything right in the context of this universe. Like he's still a dick all the way. Oh, 100%. But like when you look at it and you're like, this, what, why is this reality actually worse? I don't think it actually is. Only for these six people. Is it six? Seven. It's eight. It's eight. Eight. Sarah, Rory. Nick, my uh, Firestorm is too. Firestorm, uh, Ray, Rip, Rip. So like eight, yeah, 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 eight, yeah. Okay, so I'm like eight, eight or nine. So seven. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's like it's funny because it it like kind of harkens back to the beginning of the season. Yes, where um I said Nick Nate. Um, eh, like thing. finally, kind of realize what's going on, and like he actually goes to Eobar, like, to "Hey, Eobar, you need to like, help me. I found, help me. I found scars in reality. I like you need to help me because you're the smartest man alive." And blah blah. And then he's like, like, "You're gonna die. You're gonna die because you you found out my secret." And then like goes about like gets the the band back together, and then basically some shit happens, and the spear is destroyed, and then they're like, "Well, fuck." So Amaya's dead in that reality. Which sad day. Now you had to see it. I love Amaya. She's this. She's great. Good actress. She's uh, a great actress. Small small moment where they took Nate to kill him. You know that like big where the bridge is like overhead and they're mm-hmm. like in the woods area. That has been used for every single CW show ever. Oh, I'm sure. Like I know that like we say that about like the castle and stuff, but for whatever reason, I can vividly recall the exact scenes it was used in in Supernatural, in Smallville, oh, in Jesus. Arrow. Like it has been overused to death. That's funny. Yeah, it's probably like someone's backyard. Probably. I mean, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, also, it should be mentioned at this point that while all this is going on, Rip is miniaturized. <laughs> this is the the best scene. Was okay, dark. No, no, yeah. So, first of all, he's miniaturized in the Wave Rider on Eobard's desk, losing his fucking mind, becoming making a pastry cakes. chef, endlessly making cakes, and being drunk, and pushing them off of tables. <laughs> Sounds like Cody's life if he was trapped in a ship. 
So, my life starting tomorrow. <laughs> New Geek Domination show. I bake cakes. Wasted. Wasted. He's like, this will be the next crowning achievement. And he sets the bow on top of the one. And then he just shoves it off the table. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like so the- good. Um, uh, basically, they get ripped back up to normal size. Yeah. And then they're like, so remember. No, no. The best part was right before it. Uh, so Rip gets away. He starts flying away. <laughs> And he's like, I'll save everybody. He goes to Dark, who has uh, Ray in one hand and, and Jackson, Jackson the other. Think, the yeah. other. And he's holding them up with his like force choke ability, basically. And he's like, all weapons, fire! And it's a dramatic scene. And then it's just... And he's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> it's, it was actually hilarious. But, it was hilarious. So basically, they get the team back there and they're like, so remember... Also, do you like how his, his fuck it level of growth... When they grew him back to normal size, yeah, they, they, like, they were is... inside of Star Labs. He's like, "Grow now!" And then like the building <laughs> tears apart. I'm like, "Oh, I mean, they just they, didn't give a shit." They don't give a shit. Um, so they get the team back together. They're like, "Remember how like the one rule of time travel is you never interact with events as you've done before? Let's do that. <laughs> Let's break all the rules. Let's this break season. all the rules." So Every, they did that. Basically, um, go back to World War One. They they stole the blood of Christ beforehand, but then. Uh, it was Eobard that broke it, I think. Yeah, well, and then Eobard kills Ray. Just rips his heart out. He's like, I'm going to do something. I was like, oh, that was cool. Well, and what's ba- I, I love the line that Eobard had. He's like, I hate that Merlin was right. And I'm like, <laughs> pretty much. villains are so full of themselves. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but they go through this yeah. whole thing, and pretty much the old legends interact with itself. And that was like, it was honestly a lot of really cool scenes. Like, basically, like, Dude, seeing, Rory like, taking control on the high scene was my favorite part of that episode. That was hilarious. But then, like, like, I even got like, this. You're going to case the joint. You're going to do this. I'm like, oh, my God. Even, like, the interactions with, like, Sarah versus Sarah. And when you're, like, when you think about it, I'm like, these characters, like, don't even have, like, that much, like, character growth in between them. Because there wasn't that much time. But it's no. also just, like, how much, like, character growth they have from basically interacting with each other was so the pretty big thing, cool. The big thing is the people that were from the future point have all the memory of that alternate life. Was it? Yeah. For reals? Okay. So they had the entire false history memory. In addition was, to yeah. the unlocking of the other memory, which should have broken their minds in all reality, but this show plays a lot loose reality, with that, hey. real loose with all that. Um, but so that's the growth they have is they have that understanding. Like Sarah understands that she's just been an assassin for Dark for the past like probably fifteen years or something. Yeah, like that's the thing about the the way that this reset occurred is that all these people have that memory and yeah. they all have that fuel it was also a really powerful moment because the, all the people coming back from the future going back realize like if they fix this they're just gonna be erased from existence and they're just like okay. they're completely cool with it because the future sucks for them in yeah. particular just them yeah I, I emphasize that point because Eobard fixed reality. He did. He really did. <laughs> so they go through. There's like a lot of powerful scenes where like the future versions. Everyone kind of sacrifices themselves, and yeah. they go through. And yeah, that's true. Stabs and the dead and everything. Sarah gets the lance at one point and basically uses it to rewrite reality to make it to where the spirit doesn't work. Yep. And then Eobard takes it immediately and is all cocky. And, and she's like, "I did work. do one other thing," and then. Lo and behold, Black Flash shows up immediately because she basically summoned him with the power of the spear in addition to that. Yeah, because, like, oh, like, looking for time anomalies. What's a better fucking time anomaly than, you know, interacting with yourself? And, by the way, Eobard got reinforcements by getting, like, 60 versions of himself throughout time. Yeah. Pretty easy to just be like, all right, I'm going to turn this power off, but I'm also going to make sure the Black Flash shows up. Yeah. Here you go. Here's that. Why won't it work? Oh, there's Black Flash, and then he gets erased from history. So, all, all Eobard's history. gone. It should be now. He should be pretty much completely gone. 
Yeah, he doesn't exist. Unless Flash gets, like, into the future, and when we're acting with, like, future Eobard, which is past Eobard for him, time travel's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, so we got through that. So that was, like, the biggest thing for me. I was like, wow, they, like, actually, like, fully killed off the first the like, best villain probably across all these shows yeah and like that was the thing like it was he was a villain he wasn't on arrow at all but i mean like he was a huge part in flash and he's been a huge part in legends and they're just like Peace. bye bye have a good time and so, then they drop the other two back off in specific points so like oh the, the, all three so that's like, right they like kind of like drop off Merlin, where he was at the end of season five of Arrow, they yeah, which is no big deal. They, they drop they off just Damien. Memory. Damien get... was funny. You're gonna drop me off in this era in these clothes without socks and my shoes, and he's she's like, yeah, and you're gonna go through everything again. And she's he's like, you could have saved your sister, and he's she's like, I made my decision, yeah. flashed him, and then she's gone. Yeah, and then Snart being there, and it's actually a cool. That point. was cool. Rory brings Snart back to right before he gets taken it's right before he gets yeah. taken in the wave rider yep literally right before well yeah. before he's approached about joining yeah. legends and so rory's like he's like why are you bringing back here mick you're signing my death sentence and then he's like well i'm gonna i'm bringing you back here so you can become a better man he's like you were truly a better man when you died than you are right now and he's like you don't know that and then he just flashed and rory's gone and he's just standing on the dock like Right before he gets approached by by uh, Rip, yeah, it's kind of a powerful moment. It is. Cool. It really shows the amount of growth that that Mick's gone through too. Oh, absolutely! Like dumb Fathoms. muscle head from the first season to now nuanced muscle. Head. He has so many moments where he surprises everyone, though. Oh, yeah. Like I love it. That it Rick's my Mick's my favorite character, probably. Oh, Jack Jax is a close second, but Mick just kills it every time. So we get through that, um, and then. Two last things happened in the season. Can we go to what was it? Uh, it's Aruba. Aruba. Before Aruba. Twenty seventeen. That, which that's been like he's been wanting to go to Aruba the entire season, which is yeah. hilarious. But Sarah finds Rip with all of his shit. That's right. Trying to leave the Rave Rider, and she's like, "Well, where are you going?" And basically, like one of like Rip's like hardest things coming back to the team after like he wasn't evil Rip anymore was like seeing the team operate fathoms above where he left it under Sarah's command, and that like is really disheartening for him, but it's also, like, hopeful for him because he realized, like, I brought you all together and now you don't need me. Yeah. So. We don't need Pew Pew Future Man. But I love him. Except for his dumb fucking gun. <laughs> it's real dumb still. Which is funny to me because then he had a normal gun under the Legion's control and was killing people left and right. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's hilarious. But Your future gun's garbage. He's gone, quote-unquote. They've already confirmed he's going to be back for season three at one point. I don't know what it is. I'm pretty sure he's going to be in some movie. Oh. Or something. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I know what it, he's probably going to show up in Legends in uh, the Wild West. Maybe. Probably. That was that was where he got his style from. That's True. his favorite era. And he knows. Um, Maybe. I mean, they didn't what's his even. face? Uh, blanking completely on his name. Jonah Hex. That's the one. I was going to say Jonah Hill. That's not right. <laughs> uh, Jonah Hex yeah. and him have a lot of history. So I've, I just kind of part of me imagines. Well, that they didn't even gonna... say like how he's going to show back up. Again. No, so not you at all. might be 100% right with that. So we get that. They go off to Aruba. Only and... to be affected by the time storm because they fucked shit up real bad when they hung out with each other. Yep. With themselves. 
and land in Los Angeles 2017 with bunch of a bunch of fucking futuristic looking buildings and, and velociraptors and, and dinosaurs. And I just love the guys. I think we broke time. And <laughs> just like what? That doesn't make sense. And that was Legend Seasons 2. Overall, pretty good. I think it's better than season one. Yeah. Season one was pretty good. Yep. I would agree across the board. Uh, My main shocking point across the season has been the numerous appearances of Captain Cold, but not good Captain Cold. Yes. Because good Captain Cold was later half legends, seeing his character growth into, I won't even say a hero, just kind of more of a, maybe an anti-hero, not really. A, A roguish, a roguish yeah, hero. I mean, kind of, yeah. He's not a superhero in any in any stretch of the imagination. They're not or... heroes, Zane. They're legends. <laughs> Kill me now. Uh, that's fucking one intro. Tired. So I'm... please, don't call you know us what? heroes. I'm just done with the intros. All of them. We're across legends. The board. I'm sick of every single one. I've been happy whenever they change it up because they also did that with the second and last episode. They had the uh, villains do it again. They had... That was fantastic. Yeah. But overall, I'm just sick of the legends and or, or all the intro crap from all the three shows. I must become something else. After five years in hell, I my return name is to Barry, my home. Uh, I'm the fastest man alive, even though every villain every time is faster than me, and so is Wally as well. I'm pretty much not the fastest man alive. <laughs> I also, wish... Iris is going to die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's how these shows are going. But yeah. um, Legend Season 3, I'm, I'm scared because I like you can tell now they didn't know exactly what they were going to do with Justice Society at no the end of Season 1, clue. but None. they made it work. What what is even the point of setting up this? You, there's like no direction they can go from here. They've never really done the flat the they've done the um the um cliffhanger mm. thing twice in Arrow really, which thank God yeah they've done it every time in Flash. Which yep. at least there you kind of know what they're doing. Yeah, it's it's a pretty decent way to do it in, in Flash, and I'm kind of just hoping that this season with Flash they don't even bother. They will, though. They will, though, but they will. I, I, I mean, wish they wouldn't. Let's be real. One of the best parts of season two, which was when you and I thought the episode was over, and then they're just like, Flashpoint. Let's do it. You're not wrong. Well, well the, more accurately, that should just be like, Barry got what he wanted, and then he fucked everything up anyways. Again. Because Bear, Barry is the worst. Literally the worst. <laughs> I'll just I'll say it. Barry's the, the worst. the episode name. Barry Allen is the worst. Should be. Um, no, it is. I have that power. Which, by the way, to be clear, Barry's greatest villain solves world problems. Barry himself fucks time up. Who's the bad guy now? Oh, we killed the good guy, didn't we? I don't even know at this point. What's a good guy? Thank you. I don't know. Morals are hard. But no, Legend <laughs> Season 2 was great. I'm a little hesitant with where they left it off. I like it, but I'm also just like... What's going to happen? Your, what's like, what, your direction? What is, even, what is even the goal with yeah, this? Yeah, like what's like obviously the goal of season two was like taking the time master's place, but now it's like you have to fix time because you interacted with yourselves. And but again, why doesn't this affect the other shows when it really should? Because I'm almost guaranteeing shit's fucked up pretty it bad. Won't. It won't. And like people are like, I've been like reading through comments, and everyone was like, "Well, what Earth are they on?" And I'm like. That's a good point to make, too. What but if no! Legends could branch itself out away from time travel into reality Multiverse. hopping, which would actually set up a crisis event far better than anything else they would do. I mean, you're not wrong, but they've got Cisco for that. So then you actually have some fun shit with Cisco interacting with the Legends. I'm then. down for that. 100%. See? But- See? So, okay. 
at best, that's the best case scenario. What's the worst? Anything else? <laughs> Literally everything else. Oh, good. <laughs> we, we are probably more sitting in the everything else pool right now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, we, as you and I have joked before, season three of these shows tends to always take a turn for the worse, especially in female characters. Always get written bad in season three. Yes. Always. Yes. Um, Although, I don't know. Like, I know a lot of not a lot of people agree with me. Thea season three was great, in my opinion. I yeah. think that was the best. Well, I would of say Thea we even got. like Thea in season five has been pretty solid. It's just been like I'm just tired of her. It's, it's oh, yeah. not even a problem of her acting or her after, writing. After just, season four, Thea, I'm just like, go away, please. And that's it, the thing. And I'm like, but hey, no matter how good, be Aqua. And, and that's the problem is, is like, no matter how good she is in season five or season six, like four ruined her character. Yeah, that's the sad reality. And I'm, I would almost admit that that's kind of the same, but with Iris, even though there's been many good points throughout the season. No matter what happens, I'm kind of just sick of Iris. That's... And that's the problem with most of... Uh, even, you know what? Even Killer Frost, I'm sick of most of her behaviors, too, at this yeah, point. And that, that this stems from the whole, oh, I'm, I'm fall evil. In love with, uh, well, I'm evil, and then in season, part of the season and last season and season before, oh, I'm in love with the bad guy. I mean, or not really season, season one, one, but... I'm in love with my dead fiancé. And it's your fault, Barry, that he's dead. And then season two and three was I'm in love with the bad guy. And oh, and and season it, three, and it's, it's like, oh, he's not actually bad, but balls. I'm bad. Because someone in that relationship has to be evil, apparently. See, Exhaustion. Dumb. It's like... Dude, no kidding. That's where I'm kind of like, okay, look, can we just blast through this season, this next season? Get And like we're both saying, like, I'll say it this way too. Flash set up crisis. Like they can't. It's almost like they're barreling towards it and there's no end to it. Like, they have to get there eventually. And if they don't, they'll be disappointing everybody. Remember when... I remember during season one, I was like, oh, they could do Flashpoint. And they're like... You were like... They'll never do it. And they did it. And they did it. And they made it work? Question mark? Except for the fact that... They made it function. They made it function. That's a better way to put it. (laughs) It doesn't work. Because it should have affected more than... Uh, One thing in each show? One thing in Arrow. A couple things on Flash. That lasted an episode for most of them. Legends had like one thing when it came to the room. Oh, I mean, I guess because that also affected the season crossover thing. I guess, which yeah, is where right. that bled into. But still, regardless, and then it hasn't touched Supergirl. Crisis could fix putting Supergirl into these shows finally properly. Fix, quote unquote. I mean, a, a solid reset button with just the actors portraying their characters with new histories. I'm not wrong. Not which that's the benefit of a crisis is that when it resets, it doesn't really change the history. You reference it, you reference specific things, and it still happens the way it did. It's just like certain villains might behave differently, or villains come back, or heroes come back, or die. It's that's as simple as crisis is. It's not like, oh, we have to relearn an entire like five year history for Arrow all of a sudden. It's like, no, he still went to the island, he still did all that shit. He still went to Russia, (laughs) he still went to Russia, like all that shit still exists. It's just now you have a cleaner setup for this season. That doesn't have nearly as much. You can drop the baggage that doesn't matter anymore. That's the All nice right. thing about Crisis. So, hopeful that next year we get Crisis at the end and we just wipe the slate clean and we kind of just start over with okay, maybe everyone's even, friends. Like, it's it's we still have some episodes left. You like, know, you're they, not wrong. They could have already been. Savitar like, could go there, I guess. I mean, like Legends could already be there, and we don't even fucking know. You're not wrong. You're not. You're totally not wrong. It's totally plausible. It's just I'm. As they are with the baggage that's built up and the fact that they seem like they have no direction, I'm kind of just tired of all of them. I agree. 
like I'm excited for like I said I'm, I'm excited for Black Lightning to see season one and then I'll make a decision and season two will be probably pretty good brilliant and, then and then season three not even crap. worth watching season three probably which is sad I'll say this I'm hoping that uh, Black Black Lightning includes um, Static Shock that'd be yeah because they they've they've in the comics they've bled that into each other pretty hard so I'm hoping that goes there so but yeah I think that's about it um we have, like you said, near the end of the month is when we finally get the fin- final parts of... Yeah, I think there's like about four episodes left of each. Yep. Uh, so we're going to go there, and we'll, we'll probably do one more wrap-up, final final wrap-up on Arrow Flash. Yeah. And Maybe we'll just do like what we do with Flash and just try to do a little live video thoughts, not take it more podcast time unless we absolutely have to. No, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And then... Uh, yeah, we'll see where we're at, and maybe next season we'll see what happens next. Reevaluate season. at the end of the season, see where we go from there, because that's that's pretty much where I am. Yeah, like again, I I'm probably gonna watch Legends next season, but like part of me again like feels like I need to watch Flash and Arrow. Yeah, but. well, it's just difficult to to really bring this home and also set us set me up for another piece of of content news that I did want to just shout out, and it's totally not worthy of a mention in terms of like time slots or anything on our, mm-hmm. on our cast is just that with all this happening and then meanwhile i'm watching the netflix marvel stuff happen and it's it is up and down there too but seeing it build towards something that they do have an intentional goal the differences in objective are so clear and, and concise that it's just it becomes so difficult going back to cw after watching something with actual like intent oh i agree and that's the problem with it right now is I'm just like, I'm so just beaten down and exhausted by CW because like, oh, look at that. In August, we're getting the, the Defenders eight episodes. They chose eight for a reason because their story is just going to begin in middle and end and not bullshit. And it's probably going to be pretty awesome. Pretty great. I'm, I'm pretty stoked for it, actually. And I just keep sighing. Like, I'll get to an episode like that was really fun. And I'll sit there for a minute. And I'm like, it was not that good. <laughs> Legends is the only exception to that. It's like, eh, it was pretty okay, pretty good, okay. pretty but good. Again, like this part, show, these parts were really good. But otherwise, it makes fun of itself, and that's half the fun. Of it, it is, and I agree. Like it, at least, at least, work. at least that one has self awareness. And I will admit that I think Cisco brings some self awareness to Flash, but there's no one like that. Well, I guess you know what? Um, a little bit of Curtis, a little a, bit of Curtis, but not enough. No, Mad Dog also has elements of it too when he's bitching about Eric, like Oliver, but you don't get any of it like you don't get enough to justify it no yeah one of these days i'll eventually maybe go and finish catching up on arrow now because you guys have been talking up how like it's not terrible it's not complete ass <laughs> that's that's how we have to justify our shows now it's not terrible i mean that's kind of how we <laughs> tried getting john luke to play destiny <laughs> it's not terrible now <laughs> no nah. right, but... <laughs> okay so Thank you guys for listening. As always, yeah, you can yeah. find uh, links to all of our content, links to all of our socials down below. Be sure to go to our website, geekdomination.net, for all everything. of our content. Literally everything. Zane has an episode of Back Issue coming out within the next week or so. Yep. I did an episode of Quest Complete, kind of a last-minute thing with a couple of my old WoW friends, Fur and Jelly Roll, discussing some of the new Hearthstone shit. Yep. Which I didn't even really talk about that. New Hearthstone meta is bonkers again crazy it's terrifying actually in fact go listen to that if you're into hearthstone at all yeah or most of the blizzard stuff because they did a really great in-depth analysis on all of it and it's phenomenal yeah thanks and then uh anthony just dropped his first full official, like, yeah, official... Of, of month movies 
which they get run down all of the April flicks that are coming out. And you guys, if you if you're a movie head and you want to hear about, kind of understand what's going on in the realm of films, they run it all down. Yeah, and I mean, like the the cool thing about the entire family because it's it's Anthony, his uh, brother Ransom, who's been on a bunch of the Rebels reviews, yep. and then their cousin Casey. And, like, all three of them, like, actually know what they're talking about when it comes to movies. In depth. It's pretty bonkers. It's, it's great. Deep. Like, I love that family. They're my favorite. So, um, also, cross my fingers, hope to die. Breath of the Wild episode yep. <laughs> will come out this next week. I think that covers everything. I think that's everything. Yeah. Um, comment if... below how much you love slash hate your favorite slash most hated CW show. Yep. I will touch on this for back issue. There will guaranteed be audio up by the end of the week. Video questionable, but it probably. All right. Yep. Guaranteed audio. Um, We love you. We had to become something else. Someone else. Salt men. (sighs) Bye, guys. (laughs) 